Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. And for this session of today's 30-day challenge, what I need you to do is to put this audio either into your phone or uh, put it aside so that you can listen to it. And what I need you to do is to put yourself in the corpse pose. Now, we've been through the corpse pose earlier. Uh, it's called Yoga Nidra. If you want to look it up, Shavasana is another word for it in yoga, which is another word for saying just die. Uh, lie down on the floor, put, your, put a pillow under your head, put your hands out to the side, your feet splay apart, about uh, hip width, heels are hip width apart, toes pointing, just drop out to the sides. Cover yourself in a blanket. If you need to, you can bend your knees, put a pillow under the back of your knees. Um, the whole of this podcast is best listened to lying down. And even if you get a, a small pillow and put it across your eyes, don't block your breath, but just across your eyes. And um, I'm going to wake you up at the end of this audio so that you will not sleep in. And I would suggest the audio is going to take around 20 minutes. So if you can prepare yourself now I'm, and uh, maybe turn off the audio as soon as you get ready, get yourself into a yoga nidra position. I, I, I respectfully ask you don't do this while walking or talking or sitting or standing or lying. Lying down on the floor, on your back, face up, pillow under your head, make sure it's safe. Tell, tell your partner not to interrupt and the kid, um, give them an ice cream or the electronic babysitter and, uh, and bring yourself into a state of nidra. Okay, here we go. In our lives, it's possible to spend the entirety of our life from birth to death wanting wanting to be better, wanting to have a new car, wanting to be good at work, wanting to be a better version of yourself. We can spend the entirety of our life in what the Western mind and uh, Abraham Maslow called self-actualizing, which means getting better. But there are times where it's really important to sit back and say, and follow the Eastern philosophy of there's nothing to change. In the East, the philosophy is very different to the West. The West suggests that if we do this and don't do that, and do this and don't do that, we'll be a better version of ourselves. We will improve. In the East, it is if we do less of this and less of that, we'll get back to the perfect version of ourselves we were when we were born. And so the two can work hand in hand. There's no reason why not. But let's work today on the inner you, the inside you, the inner voice. Remember, inspiration is when the inner voice speaks louder than the outer voices. The outer voices are your emotions and your appetites and your desires and your wishes and your hopes and your dreams and your visions and all these things. They're the outer voices and there are seven areas of life so there are a minimum of seven voices on the outside. Each area of life has seven levels so each of the seven has seven different voices that it can speak from. So now we've got 49 different voices all uh, justifiably asking for attention, your health voice, 
and your financial voice and all these voices and your relationship voice and all these needs and wants and desires and appetites and shoulds and shouldn'ts and got tos and need tos and want tos and have tos and love tos all these voices are shouting to be uh, number one and that we are working really hard in the 30-day challenge to give you the viewpoint of organising all that so that it's not uh, the chaos of conflicting values, conflicting objectives, conflicting mindsets. So today we're going to say, well, if a human brain can't stop thinking, that's one of the teachings of all meditation, your mind can't stop. There's no such thing as an empty mind. There's just a mind with a single thought. That single-thoughted mind, we could call the zone or presence or grace or inspiration, means that the outer voices, call them for the want of a better word, your ego or your memories or your hopes, just call it ego, is designed to protect you in a way from attack. It's, it's, it's a way of defining, identifying yourself so you feel strong. But the inner voice has a different purpose. The inner voice has a purpose of telling you where you're going. But to hear the inner voice, we have to cross the bridge between the outer to the inner. So the inner voice is inspiration. The outer voices are motivation, emotions, and all the rest. The outer voices of the Western world, the inner voices of the Eastern world. And there's a bridge. And the bridge is what we're going to talk about today as you lie there on the floor. Every human being on earth, no matter what their culture, no matter what their uh, religion, no matter what their aspiration, no matter what their financial um, economics are, has every single human trait. That means if there's a murderer out there and you say, I'm not a murderer, if you unpack the word murderer and find someone who's mean and nasty and stressing other people and causing mayhem and things. Every one of those qualities, if you unpack it from the brown paper bag, you have and will demonstrate through the entirety of your life. If you talk about alcoholic and you unpack the paper bag in which we throw that word, we'll find it's um, disruptive, unpredictable, sometimes uh, violent, sometimes mean, sometimes selfish, sometimes critical. And then you find, and, and sometimes not doing things that are healthy to itself, sometimes you will find that every single quality, if you unpack alcoholic, you have. It's just when you package them up, you don't. And so we're able to isolate communities and groups of people around the world by saying they're alcoholics or they're terrorists or these ones are bad and these ones are good. We pack it when we package them up, but if you unpack, you'll find yourself. That ultimately means that you can't change yourself. That if you have every single human quality, the only thing you can do is express some of them and repress other ones. Express and repress. And this is the core of what we call character. Expressing qualities that gain you what you want. Maybe it's approval or likability or success. You express those and you repress others. 
The interesting part of this goes one step further. If you repress qualities because you don't love them, if you don't like them, if you repress, let's say, mean, we use that as an example here. If you repress being mean because dad was mean or because someone was mean in your life, it means you don't love the quality mean. You don't love it in them and you don't love it in you. And so therefore it's a roadblock. If we repress a quality, and this is where you need to relax in your body, if we repress a quality because we judge it, then it will express itself in private. So a person who goes to work, goes out in the big wide world and bees mean, bees not mean to people because they don't like that quality, then they express kind, they repress mean, but then they do mean in one of the areas of life where it slips out. So the balance of express and repress is always searching to find ground. So express one in public, express the opposite in private. And this is quite often where the duality of life becomes complicated because sometimes people go to work and try to be controlling and the reason for it is, is because they're out of control at home because that's what they want. They want to be out of control. They want to be open-hearted and open-minded and open-spirited at home. And they, they want that because they don't like control. And then they go to work and they express one thing at home and the thing they've repressed comes out at work. Now, in order not to repress something and have it express itself, for example, in order to not be mean, you have to love the word. You have to love the trait. In order to, when we love a trait, it doesn't need to express itself because it's not being repressed. It doesn't form the balance of an equation. We would choose to live, to be at work kind because kind works. But we're not doing it, so, we, so we're not doing it as the opposite stance to mean. When we love mean, when we embrace that in ourselves, we don't have to express it because we already love it. We already own it. And we get to choose to use it or not. It doesn't become the antipole to kindness. This leads you to this thought and lying there in the Shavasana pose, relaxing your body. The thought is this. If I'm not perfect already, how will I ever if I have every quality, how can I love myself? Well, these are two great questions, and the quality of your life is depending on the quality of the questions you ask. The first question, if I'm not perfect already, how will I ever be? The answer is you are perfect and you can't change. And so just simply lying there and thinking to yourself, if I am always trying to if I am always trying to be a better me, then I develop the habit of criticizing myself because the better means something isn't perfect. To break out of that pattern of saying I will always study and grow and evolve and be a better me. The only way is to say I'm perfect already, I don't need to change. I am me. 
that is not to suggest that there, there, that there are a hundred, you are 100% in touch with all of human traits that are possible inside you. It could, in the opposite me, the me that you know right now is the, is the me that is perfect because it's in a space and in an environment where it's ex not expressing and repressing itself. But that doesn't mean that it won't expand and grow into needing to adapt and evolve and absorb other characters. So what we're saying in simple terms there is the second part of the equation. There's nothing to change in you, only something to love. There are more character traits to introduce you to that you probably don't even know you have or have probably repressed or put aside because you don't like them in a parent or someone. And this work of saying, I don't have to change. There's just something more to love in myself. Opens you up as a leader to love more people because the more people you lead, the more characters you're going to have to deal with. And our reaction to other people, as you know, you can't lead from reaction. Our reaction to other people depends on their reflection back to us of the parts of us we don't love. It's very important at this point in your 30-day challenge to, to put your head around the idea of if I'm not perfect already, when will I be? And there's nothing to change in me, only something to love. Wrap your head around that as you lie there. Just let that seep in for a minute. There's nothing to change, only something to love in me. The most powerful Buddhist quote goes like this. It's a metaphysical proposition. I need nothing. I want nothing. And therefore, I have everything. I need nothing. I want nothing. And therefore, I have everything. There's nothing to change, only something to love. And if I'm not perfect already, when will I be? It's time to wake up. Put your hand over your eyes to shield them from the light. Slowly open your eyes behind your hand or your sleeve or whatever you've used and roll over onto your right side. Relax for another five or so minutes if you want. And then when, you, when it's time to get up, come up onto your hands and knees Open your eyes completely and thank you for this.